You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score Nord Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Hockey, yeah, yeah. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. All right, welcome everyone to an emergency uh, Judd's Hockey Show podcast without Judd. Yeah, no Judd. Lindsay already claims he's running around naked or, or underwear. I was going to say naked, but then I got a little nervous that that might have some blowback on just the brand in general. So I thought a Speedo was a necessary inclusion. But yes, it was either I couldn't come up with a funny way to tweet about him spinning a sign in Times Square. You know, have you seen those street performers where they're just like body painted and everything? I feel like I, that's I've, I've been I there call. once, so I've only seen there. You've only been in New York City once. I have. I, I have. think a score North Judd's hockey show trip is in the works. We'll for get that, that in the budget. Dan Seaman's watching. I'm sure. So we'll, we'll I'm get sure that he is. Uh, all right. Well, we're here to break down the uh, latest reported trade, not official. Not uh, official. Not yet. official. Yeah. As the Bruins are playing right now, too. So oh, that are also they? has to do with it not being official. But Charlie Coyle has been traded to the Boston Bruins for Ryan Allegedly. and a fifth round pick. That's being reported right now. It's reported around 5 o'clock this afternoon from Bob McKenzie and Michael Russo of The Athletic. And uh, we're here to break down what this means for the Minnesota Wild going forward. Second trade that Paul Fenton has made. You know, Niederreiter got traded last month for Victor Rask. Is that already Rask. a month ago? I know. I feel it like this. so quick. Is it, has it been quick, though? It, doesn't, yeah. it hasn't felt very quick in terms of, like, game to game. It's been pretty rough yeah. around the rink. With last night's game, they lost 4 to nothing to the Anaheim Ducks last night. In case anybody didn't watch, I was there. Um it was a very somber locker room afterwards. I bet. Well, I guess gut reaction. Yeah. What does your gut reaction tell you about this trade? What was the first thing that popped in your mind? I think, I guess I was I was surprised that it happened this quickly. While I'm not, I think that there were going to be moves made. If you guys didn't catch our podcast from earlier in the week, I actually theorized that Charlie was one of those players that they needed to move before the deadline. So a now trade. Um Boston has been rumored as a trade partner for him for a long time because Charlie is from the Boston area. Um, but I, the return, I'm not really sure. I mean, do I, do we know the Ryan Donato name? Yes. And obviously yeah. his dad coaches at Harvard. Uh, Ryan himself had a huge senior year and has kind of had a mixed NHL career thus far. He's currently on the Providence Bruins roster, actually, their AHL club, rather than up with the big club up in Boston. And what, what do you think about the move? I mean, I was fine with it. I kind of figured Charlie was the most likely to go by, yeah. the, by the, as these days have kind of creeped up on us. 
A, he actually has significant value. He has value. I shouldn't say significant. He has value. Like yes. Eric Stahl's value is in the toilet. Jason Zucker, Mikhail Granlund's value right now is in the toilet. So Charlie Coyle actually has some value, and I've given up on his offensive ceiling, <laughs> which is what I've, which I've made adamant on the Judd's Hockey Show. But he's only on, on the books for $3.2 million. He's a great forward that plays a two-way game for 16, mm-hmm. 18 minutes a night. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if his offensive production goes up a little bit in Boston. But this is the kind of player the Bruins... I think would love to have, and obviously Charlie. It's like a it's like a dream come true for Charlie, right? Obviously, being a Massachusetts native, getting to go back and play in right. his hometown, and and he had some really strong roots to the community here in Minnesota as well. Uh, it's well known around here, at least uh, locally, that him and Jason Zucker are incredibly close. Uh, Charlie was Jason Zucker's best man in his wedding, um, but I think if he had to choose to get traded, it's probably the hometown club. So I think. As far as like the situation goes, it's a win-win for Charlie. Like, he gets to restart, and I think that he's going to be a better fit on Boston because Boston doesn't need him to consistently put up numbers and to score. They have that unbelievable first line, which is probably the best line in the NHL right now between uh, Brad Marsh and uh, what's uh, Pastranek and um, Bergeron. And so... Good players. Good players. And they produce plenty. So I think Charlie's going to relish his role on Boston where he's just going to he's gonna be on that third line center or wing depending on what they need and depending on how injuries go the rest of the season and into the playoffs. But he can just go out there, skate. He's going to be a third liner. He's just be, They're just going to say, take care of the, the top guys we're putting you out against and make sure that you're not getting any minuses in the call. Just do you. And keep playing what your game is right now. And he won't have those expectations that he's been saddled with here in Minnesota for a right. long time. Yeah, and I, I wonder, too, if what the Bruins, I guess, think of him long term. Because we've been, there's a lot of state of hockey fans that want Chuck Coyle to you know, take this next step right. offensively. Mm-hmm. We've been waiting for it for now seven. He's been in the league for seven years. That's insane. Which is crazy, because I know he debuted when I was a freshman. When we were, I think, both freshmen in college, mm-hmm. which goes to show how old we are doing this program. Why did you have to breathe that? Uh, but <laughs> I'm curious to see if like they have more patience with Charlie. Is it the same type of like well, they have the thought process? Yeah, they do. And they're in the playoff hunt, or, or well, in the playoffs, not yeah. even in the hunt of it. They're a good they're in the team. Thick of it. They're they're a, they're a threatening team. You yeah. know, I think did, did they lose to Tampa Bay last year? And Tampa Bay is obviously at the top of the league and uh, the Eastern Conference uh, more specifically. But Boston is going to be right now is slated to match up with the Toronto Maple Leafs in the first round. I don't know if I. Con- Sounds pretty good to me. Uh, yeah, and Charlie is a good player to have in, a, in a, that first-round series against those Toronto Maple Leafs because the Leafs are a high-octane offensive team and have more depth than the Bruins do, at least thus far. So I think for the Bruins side, I think that this is a really good trade. They're not going to get a ton of offense, but I actually did this before we came on because what do you got? prep is just God right. and I'm a, whatever. And I, found a, I just found a collection of a bunch of tweets from – um, at least Bruins fans and then kind of media that were reacting to the trade when uh, the inklings of this were kind of, you know, first coming out. But <laughs> some of these, and I will edit them if they have bad words, just in case anybody was nervous. Um, but I just find it interesting because I think fans, 
there's a perception about Charlie and about a lot of the players on the Wild that the fa- the hometown fans are different from the league in general. We talk about this yeah. a lot with Mikhail Granlund yep. and how we value him here versus the rest of the league. But in terms of Charlie Coyle, here's just some stuff from the Boston fans. Uh, Coyle is garbage. He looks good with no results. That made us start off with a positive one, Lindsey Brown. Um, Coyle's an underrated, good stats on a team that was poorly coached slash de-oriented. Under contract for next season, season for not much cap space, and Donato is an RFA at the end of the year, which is a restricted free agent. Yeah. Um, the Bruins decided to negate that decision with the uh, Akieri, Carlo, and McAvoy all are restricted free agents. So that's why you're seeing a Ryan Donato move because they have a bunch of young guys on their roster that are all coming up. Kind of how the Wild were in that similar situation about three, four years ago when Granlid, Nino, and they all came up as RFAs at the same year or around the same time. But yeah, it seems like there's mixed results, at least from the terms from the fans. Uh, Ryan Donato was was dubbed the second coming of Jesus by the media last year when the Bruins brought him up, and now he just got traded for a third liner, LMFAO. Right. These are um, tweets, by the these way. These are tweets. These are that tweets. That Lindsay got within t- seconds of this seconds. of this coil trade happening. I, I was fall- to the, the pulse. My yeah, fingers were bump, on bump, the bump, pulse bump. of Twitter, which is where we are. We are streaming live on Score North on the Twitter, like you said, right? Twitter yep. first. We are on Twitter on Periscope. Thanks for hanging yeah, out with us. I, I, and the, but then there was also an ESPN article that graded uh, the trade pretty much right away, and they said it was a Bruins misfire, which I was kind of confused about, and I think you were as well. That is, that is a little puzzling. Um, I, I think it's because they're just – Ryan Donato has this – you know, uncertainty around him, right? I mean, he came up last year. He was actually the MVP of the Team USA in the Olympics last year. He played he's, in the Olympics last year. He's 22 as well. He's 22 years old. He played mm-hmm. in some playoff games last year for Boston. And I think he was kind of log jammed with all the forwards and the Bruins. So that's and, and had a slow start to the season this year. I think, I think the expectations at the beginning of the season for Donato in Boston were pretty high. And after a slow performance, they felt that maybe he can go down to the AHL and get some big-time minutes and get find his game. Get some confidence we've, back. We've seen that with this team for years. I mean, they've done it just recently in this last few months with Joel Erickson next. So mm-hmm. I'm not surprised that he did get sent down to the AHL. Uh, but with the Bruins fans a little, I guess, cautious and confused that they gave up on such a young kid early. I Especially mean, with I, that franchise's history of yeah. trading away young talent. And they have given away a ton a of A ton people. of players. Yeah. And now, they won a cup in the last decade, so I mean, one depending cup, how you ask. Which is almost what? Ask, we're, what, eight years away, eight years removed from that cup run. And what the obviously, they've traded a lot of talent away, but none as big as the Tyler Sagan deal that they made with the Dallas Stars. Is that, well, God, how many years ago I is know. that now? Five? Like five or six years. Because, because Sagan won the cup his rookie year, and then that was in 2011. And I think he stuck around for a season after that, and they traded him in that offseason. Right, he got traded yeah. in the offseason, right? We, nothing but straight-up hardcore facts yeah. and truth and just unbelievable stuff. But, yeah, I think Donato I, – I, I agree with you. I think there's a logjam in terms of just minutes up up with, uh, with the Bruins because the Bruins are in a situation in which, because they're being successful, they have to – really pay attention to who they're allocating minutes to, especially with their young guys, because when you're trying to bring guys up and also maintain that same level of success, it's a really, really dicey type of – it's tough to do. And so when you have a bunch of young guys on a team that's already really successful, you're going between the decision of, like, do you want them up with the NHL club but playing, like, eight minutes a night, or do you want them down in the AHL playing 20? 
And a lot of people see it as like, well, wouldn't the kid always want to be up with the NHL club? Like, that just makes sense. You want to be with the big show. You want to play under the big lights with your jersey, on the, with your name on the back, the whole bit. But it's about development. And clearly he was just the odd man out. And the Minnesota Wild franchise, clearly they've taken this first step. And this is a, mm. big, this is a big step. The Nino was kind of a half step because it, w- it wasn't it was right up. Yeah. It was forced. This one was a more – Fenton had options of who he could move. He had calls throughout the day pertaining to Coyle and other players. Like the Bruins were looking at trading for Eric Stahl. That was one of the rumors as well. Um, but they had to – they not only choose – who they're trading from their team, but they're choosing who they're bringing on to help rebuild the franchise here and rebuild that future. And it, that's a, it's a good return to get a 22-year-old yeah. kid who was a, a late-rounder pick. Who's, he's not a first-rounder like Charlie Coyle was. Pick. Right, but Charlie was what? He's a first-round pick. Mid-first-rounder for the Sharks. He was one of the last Brent, picks, right. Brent Burns trade. You're right. And so, I mean, it's good. We get youth. They need that. They need – you can almost say, well, that can kind of slide in as one of those missed picks that Fletcher had traded away uh, in the Marty Hansel trade a couple of years back. When they traded away a first-rounder, they, they've moved some second-rounders in the last few years. You know, there's so many instances in which the Minnesota Wild have moved their future assets in the last five years. So I think this is a much-needed um, player to just add to their system because the Iowa Wild are doing really well this year, but the last like three, four years they've really they've struggled. Been they've been awful. Really struggled just because they've had so much talent come up to the NHL club um, as of late. So we do have a we're getting questions here on Periscope. We at least have one. If you want to tweet us your questions, <laughs> the one, the one watching. Whether they're here on Periscope, and we got we got forty five people currently watching. So that's whoa, right. they want to know uh, thirty six of them are my family prop and mine too. Do you think I Ryan am. Donato? <laughs> We'll start in Iowa. We'll start I don't. in Iowa. No, I think they already reported that he's going to make his wild debut um, at the Rangers game tomorrow night at Madison Square Garden. And that just makes sense, too. And I don't want people, at least in the wild fan base, to read this as a trade of an NHL guy for an AHL prospect. Because like we were just saying, Declan, um, so much of... Uh, Donato's situation is not that he doesn't have the skill or he's not playing to the ability that is necessary to play in the NHL right now. It's just they have a lot of players on the Bruins roster that are playing better than he he is right now. The Wild probably don't, so we need him. Exactly. So hopefully tomorrow they show up at, they show up at Madison Square Garden. A little pep in their step, that being the Wild. A little pissed off that Charlie was co- traded because it's just – it's a it's a new start for Charlie, but this is also the first time that the Wild locker room has been without Charlie Cohen, like you said, seven years. That's a long time. That's a long time. And that's a big, big piece that this franchise was building around for a very long time as well. And so, I don't know. Hopefully, uh, hopefully Donato plays well tomorrow, especially with the, with the way that the other trades have worked yeah, out uh, this year, at least for Fenton's trades with uh, them shipping Nito Ryder for... Uh, a guy that can't skate. Yeah. It was, but it was bad. Uh, we got another one. Does Ryan Donato pl- did Ryan Donato? That really rolls off the tongue. Well, You're good at I'll get used to that. Did he play college hockey? And yes, he did. He college played college hockey, hockey, hockey and bo- at Harvard, at Harvard, Harvard. an Ivy League. Um, but <laughs> yeah, he had actually a really successful career there. I mean, as junior and se- I mean, uh, I think he was probably up there at least. I don't know if he was a top three finalist, but he definitely received votes. He had 26 goals last year. He actually shot the puck more than any other. Uh, college hockey player last year uh, kudos to my man Nate Wells who had that nugget on the trade as well so this is a guy that 
from what I have gathered from just brief scouting reports, because I'm a great hockey scout here, uh, the guy is maybe not a phenomenal skater from what I read, but he has a hell of a shot. And, that's and he shoots something, often. And he shoots often. That's a thing, And too. that's something that this team has just oh lacked God. forever. I mean, Parise is a finisher, oh. but a different kind of finisher. Uh, a lot of fins, pun intended, on the roster that aren't finishers. So <laughs> I really like that a guy has a shoot-first mentality, and you can tell he's got a chip on his shoulder playing in the AHL, mm-hmm. too. He's been down mm-hmm. there for the last month, for those that were unaware. He got sent down uh, to Providence in the AHL affiliate with the Bruins. So he is now down there, but once the trade becomes official, which is this is still reported, this is not an official by either club, they haven't reported it, as the Bruins are in town and the wild knock on wood are getting safely somewhere. Uh, on, on, on yeah, their, their flight the was delayed trip. to New York, so that's why this is taking uh, so long to become an official deal. So I love the fact that we have a guy that has a shoot-first mentality. Now, is he ready to play at an NHL speed level? I don't know. I, we, we, There's we not a lot of guys that yeah. appear to be playing at an NHL level right now exactly. on the Minnesota Wild roster. So if anything, just an addition of some new blood and um, kind of like that initial shock when you have somebody somebody new into your classroom, you know, when you were yeah. in school and that yeah. you, had, you had the new kid and everybody kind of looks at him weird for a second and be like, who are you? And then somebody reaches out and then they all become one big happy family and defeat the giant lunch lady monster at the end. That's like it. That. I believe a, that was the recess movie plot line. Great if film. I remember. A great film. Way, way to slide that American into classic. That's what, that was my goal for the evening was to yeah. slide that film reference in. Um, but I just think that it's going to be a little weird. I think that the team hasn't really had a chance to fully gel since these moves have been made, since they've added Pontus Aberg, since they've added Rask, since they've added now Donato, because Aberg and um, Rask were, were both missing time because they were hurt. Yep. And so this will, we're going to see a very different-looking team. If How long is Aberg out for? Do we know? I don't know. He's He came up really quick, and then all of a sudden he was on the shelf. And is he the one that fe- that stepped on the puck and fell? No, that was Victor. Victor Rast stepped on the puck Vic. and fell. Yeah. Just adding, adding to his uh, great resume so far in, in his limited time with, with the Wild. Yeah. Uh, so do you think that this move basically solidifies that the Wild are, are – tanking and like not well, trying tanking, to make the playoffs mm, give me your opinion i want to know this is where this is where you know when you have a three uh a three to one lead in the game and it's, yeah. a, it's a huge hockey cliche to be like the ne- whoever scores the next the next goal is the most important goal right now i'm going to take that and apply that to the next move if there is a move that's also if there's not a move that's also a move it depends on if he decides, if Fenton decides to sell off another asset, if he doesn't, I would say no. I would then. Right now, they're following my plan to the T, which I'm like, I'm awesome. But if they move another person and say it's like a Jason Zucker, then yeah, this is full blown. We're we're going for it. we're going for just a toilet bowl, and I don't know if we're gonna be able to. Um, suck well enough to get into that lottery um, percentage that they're looking for if they want to go for Jack Hughes, which we've only been saying for months, but it's fine. Um, But if it's just Charlie, I don't think so because I, and and that, that is what, what I kind of highlighted in our episode earlier this week in terms of them shopping Granlin right now, but see, but mostly just as a research type of project, just to see where people are valuing him because he's at his probably his lowest in term in his career in the NHL right now in terms of like playing. He's been right. uh, he's been really struggling, passes up a lot of grade A opportunities to shoot or even passing up just 
a regular opportunity and be like, I'm going to try to thread the needle across the zone and then it'll work one in a hundred times and then we'll get the goal. But you're not, he's just not generating offense, even though his stats don't seem like it. But if you want the eye test, he does not, he's not passing right now. Um, but it just, I don't know. Like, I think, I think he's going to move another person. Don't you? I think so. I I don't think this is like it. Uh, I don't think so. I think if you're going to make this move and you're going to take a Charlie Coyle, you might as well just, just jump in the deep end. Let's yeah, just sure. go. Just go. Enough waiting in. Everybody's done a polar plunge around here once, in, at least some point in their life. That's for all those people that are watching and listening across the country. That's when you Thank cut you. open into the ice and you jump into the water because that's normal <laughs> things that we do here yeah. in Minnesota as it's snowing like a foot a day right now. Um, but you don't wade into the polar plunge. You don't wade into the cold pool. You got to go for it. So since they've they've already traded two out of those four guys that young core that they've talked about for years of being like the next coming the next class so if they trade another one of those pieces out of that class or even do you think they're gonna be able to move, move stall i do i i think they're gonna be able to move stall and i know we want a first i mean that would be no legit, I, right? there's it would be but i just don't, don't see how we could if they do i'm i'm checking to i'm i'm getting a breathalyzer for the other gm <laughs> to be totally honest right and it's not because of it that I think Eric isn't capable or that he can't play at the level that he was playing at last year. I think that's he could do that tomorrow. But the problem is is that you're dealing with human beings who get bogged down by confidence issues, who get bogged down by media attention. He's obviously had a really rough few weeks. Um, he's gotten a lot of crap um, from media members, from the fan base. And his name has been, obviously, as a rental, as a UFA at the end of the season, He's just naturally in the trade conversation as is. Yeah. But as Judd pointed out earlier in the week, he did it. He has the ten team no yeah. trade a list that he turned in. Uh, and I think um, that that's like all playoff teams because he's pretty smart. much yeah. And, and his agent I think was quoted too that he he signed this contract to end his career in mm-hmm. Minnesota. And, and that also that doesn't mean that he's retiring at the end of this year. No. Uh, he want he still believes he can play even though he's down on a slump. I don't think his game's completely gone. Mm-mm. He's just snake bitten right now. And I th- any anyone that watches him, you can, can just see can get it. that. Yeah. I mean, he's slow in his skates. He doesn't have the shot. I don't. I, we haven't been able to figure out if he was injured or not. You, you can just tell though he's not the same player. And and that might happen to a guy that's hey at, at getting on the mid size mm-hmm. of his 30s. Mm-hmm. And after a 42 goal campaign, that kind of came out of nowhere. Um, I, I understand where you might be able to think he might be injured or just something's off with his game, but I still think you can get a first round pick. And if not, for if, stall, I think you can. I think you can get a late first round pick. You, people can't if you're not watching. So, on but Twitter, if, if they you can't see me shaking, if my they head, did, my head. Would, so you would want that though, like if they got. I, first, yeah, yeah, but do I also want? I want to keep. Jason Zucker and I want to win the rest of the games of the year and I want to make a Stanley Cup run. There's a lot of things I want, but that doesn't mean I'm going to get them. So you 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 do still want them to make a Stanley Cup run? No, I but no, that's no, not no. what I'm saying at okay. all. That is zero what I'm saying. I'm saying they should lose every game the rest of the year, but that's I can't get what I want because that's yeah. not realistic. And I think that while you might be able to swindle someone, I don't think if you're going to go straight up Eric Stahl, there's no way he alone garners a first round pick. Now, if you package him with someone who has better value or a pick or maybe one of the prospects that is performing really well down in the AHL right now, then maybe you can get in the conversation. But him as is, no, there's no way. At least I don't, from what I've seen, but I'm not running an NHL organization. Nope. so They don't allow that to happen. If yet. you want my resume, just email me. A couple uh, comments we're getting in the tweet deck. This one's going to really get us excited here. <laughs> yes. 
should they go after Duchesne, oh who reportedly was uh, told not to play because <laughs> he is in trade talks. He, he was a uh, scratch tonight. In Ottawa, who and he's been a disaster since he's gotten there, and, and his exit well, in Colorado the, the was whole messy. Organization is a disaster. Yeah, yeah. He, and and that's a guy that I love his skill, but do you? There clearly is some drama that hangs over him, and do you mm-hmm. want that in the Wilds locker room? You know what? I want. So, I just want some stirring. That's what I want. I want. I want. I want some spice in the locker room. And I'm on record in saying that I think in our first, one of our either a test episode when we were first doing this. Or early on, go back uh, wherever you find your podcast, just search Score North and Judd's Hockey Show. I said the Wild should go after Matt Duchesne a couple months ago. Now, I'm not trying to be like, look at me, I'm so smart. I'm not trying to be like that. But he, his price tag is going to be real big because you're also dealing with – got to remember – if you're trading away a talent like that, that means you are having some serious issues yourself. And the Senators are obviously having some serious issues. Eric, uh, They traded Eric Carlson. There was that huge debacle between him and What's-His-Nuts with the wives and the Instagram. And oh, then there yeah. was earlier this year. Remember that? Oh, that, that was like two months ago when that they were in the great. Uber. And they have like a 10-minute conversation where they ripped their coach and it got released. And that's – I don't agree with the, the Uber driver releasing that. But it's it's out there. That's what happens when you live in the day and age that we live live yeah. in. I would say why not, but I just don't think that they're they're going to have the assets that Ottawa is going to ask for because they're going to ask for a lot because Duchesne's a two second overall pick, right? And he has been probably the most disappointing player in terms of potential in the that the league has probably seen in a while. Like he's up there. In really? tra- if you had to if you had to pick three like three or four or five players that were high draft picks that had that were slated to be like, they're going to be really good. Right. I just feel like every year it's Matt Duchesne's narrative is like, this is the year he's going to break out. But I, I think the thing with Duchesne is Duchesne's, Duchesne's problem is, is, is his off-the-ice antics. Like, he can produce. He can produce 60, yeah, but, 70 points every year if he, if for 82 games. But what do we know what is off-the-ice? The, the only thing you're basing the off-the-ice antics, antics really that we have direct evidence yeah. is of that video. And he's, but you're also in a, van with your teammates and they're all shooting the s and you're having a great time like and they were clearly they had been drinking and whatever else like i don't put a ton of i don't i some guys need to let off steam yeah i i would be lying if i didn't say like back in when i played in college that we didn't i love my coach to death hi kiki if you're listening or watching or in the future um do you love me no um (laughs) but i sometimes you have to let off steam and and that and that that was fine for them to do they got taped and it sucks. So I don't think that he's as cancerous as everybody assumes he is because you also have to realize a lot of his bad reputation comes from his time with Colorado and him and Joe Sackick were not on good terms towards the end of their relationship. So how much of it is true? How much of it is kind of like fabricated fodder that, you know, GMs try to, um, you know, dust up to make things happen, make deals happen. I just don't think it there. How do you fit him with the cap? Where, where, where would you put him? Would I like him? Sure. But I just don't think it's realistic. Yeah. And I also believe if, if you're adding Duchesne, I think you're buying like the, the yeah. wild, that, that yeah. would be the, that would mean the mm-hmm. wild are buying unless, unless it's just Ottawa's trying to get him the hell out of there and they're trying to trade pennies on the dollar in return. Okay. I mean, I'll entertain it. Yeah. But, but if then, they're going to rebuild, why but pennies? also, um, I mean, the wild, even though they got rid of Coyle's cap hit, so that's three point two million off the books next mm-hmm. year. They got rid of Nino's contract, which is eight million off the books last year, uh, five million on the books, and that's up to eight ish, right about eight mm-hmm. and a half mil that the Wild didn't have to begin the year. And 
you're not going to be able to move those contracts for and Suter, so you have to trim where you can trim, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's where trading Charlie Coyle and trading Niederreiter um, had to happen. They were maybe a little bit forced. The Nino one specifically really forced. Uh, that was but, the first attempt to try to right the ship. Yeah, and and that, that wasn't like that. The Nino deal wasn't uh, like an admission of rebuild. It was just basically saying we got to shake something up here and see if we have to make any further moves. And obviously, the the shakeup did not work. So that's why Charlie is where on on the way to where he is right now, and why you know we're we're here at. 8.50 p.m. breaking down the tray, but I'm having a great time. I am, too. Yeah, thank you for joining us. We're on yeah. uh, Periscope right now. Hi. Lindsey Brown, Declan Goff, Judd's in New York. His spirit is with us. Um, I think he's here. It's fruit. It's J- fraud. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's around. He's fraud. It's fine. He's a fraud. He loves it. I love that this happened, too. <laughs> Phil Mackey pointed this out, who I'm sure is also watching in Los Angeles right now. Um, Hi, Phil. I love that this happened, like, the last day before he leaves for vacation. So now he has to, like, had this bottled up with him and his poor wife is going to have to just listen to yeah, they're Eagle, in New York to, to judge, oh. complain, and, oh and whine about this trade. I, I'd feel bad for her. So where I, do you I'm, think they're eating right now? Where he's? Well, I think he's peru- still here. Is like, he still here? Yeah, he did a show today, so he was still here. I don't know if they're flying. So out. They're, they're she's packing everything, yeah. and he's on Twitter, just refresh, refresh, right. trying to figure out where the night. And yeah, it's I can only imagine tomorrow when he goes to the garden because he he was talking about how much he was looking forward to watching the game at the garden because he loves the garden so much which i don't understand but um there are going to be some questions that he's probably going to ask he's going to be down there tomorrow you know as a member of the media so i don't know if there's anybody else besides the regular beat writers but it's going to be fresh and i do think the difference like between nino going to carolina and what Coyle's going to do in boston is not also going to be the same I don't think no. I don't think Charlie's going to go in there, slide into a top role, and and automatically produce a lot of points. Like Nino is scoring at an unbelievable rate because he's got his minutes up, and he's playing with the center that the Wow could even could, don't even have close to having well, in Sebastian Ajo. And it's in Carolina. Does anybody care about hockey in Carolina? Apparently, no! the storm surge, man. I, but but that's the thing. But you're it's an undereducated market in terms of hot. They're not. It's not a hockey town. That's just straight up what it is. And they're playing with. They're out of the playoff hunt, right? They're done. Basically. No, they're, they're they're in it. They're They've in had it? a resurgence. That's right. They're at they had a slow start. And then they go. Then Don Cherry called them jerks for no reason. Yeah, that's just the fun police. Nobody nobody wants to have fun anymore. No, or make, even, hockey, or, or, make hockey more lame is yeah, such a good let's, idea. Let's dude. not do viral videos. <laughs> Our sport definitely doesn't need no. the, doesn't need the social media presence ever. Um, but they're just. They were. They've been terrible for a long time. The Canes, yeah. like they're they're still in the same rebuild that sent Eric Stahl to the New York Rangers, which which is why he doesn't want to do the um, rental trade thing because he had such a bad experience um, when he was traded to the Rangers for their Stanley Cup run a few years back. Um, but he's he's playing carefree. He's Nino. He's Nino, and he's like a Swiss. He's Swiss, and he's in he's in the Carolina. He's just like I'm just going to score goals. Yeah. Like, and there's no pressure on him. Of course, he's going to play well. And, Coming from here, especially. And Victor Rask, I I still do want to see a full, healthy yes. reset. You can, if he could, I think he would hit a reset. He would just kind of wave the white flag in right now. It's like, dude, let me get my body right. Yeah. Let me let me reset my mind. I just got traded for the first time in my career, and I know that that doesn't mean he's young too. That doesn't make the Nino production any less more harmful and a gut punch to Wild fans because I I do get that. And Nino, look, Nino was a beloved person too. Like he was loved in the community. They really liked him. And even I think when he was playing his worst, we don't we didn't ever really harped on him as hard as we did with a coil or with a Grandlin. Like his lowest low was never 
as frustrating. We also didn't expect as, as much from him as we did from true. Charlie Coyle and Mikhail Granlund. Even right. though all of them are for, like, when they brought Nino in, if, if, if you don't remember, he was with the Islanders organization and they get, they traded him away. Was it, he was part, was he part of the Spurgeon? No, Spurgeon they signed straight up, right? No, he was part, Nino Cal. was acquired in the uh, Clutterbuck. Cal trade. Clutterbuck. Cal Clutterbuck Thanks. was traded for him. So, yeah. honestly, we won that trade, yeah, at least thus far. And, the thing I just I don't want people to be well. He's scoring somewhere else. He, we could have had it here. He wasn't gonna do it here. Yeah. He what Nino wasn't gonna Amen. do what he's doing in Carolina. Whatever Charlie does in Boston or anywhere else, any Minnesota athlete that lives here as much as we all love to be like we let David Ortiz go, then we let <laughs> the Kevin Garnett go. They which, all go to Boston. First which you, of all. which obviously then means Coyle is gonna be successful. Right. right. But, in in our our yeah. cold hearts, yes, yeah. but we have to take a rational view of this. Is that they are once they are traded, as much as you can say, all they had they had this in, in in within them at all times. It's not we didn't think Nino was a crappy player. I don't no. think it, he wouldn't be in the league if they didn't think he was good. Right. And so it just all of the other stuff that bogs players down, that that distracts them subconsciously, consciously, the whole bit. It was too much here, and he'd been here too long. Now, if he con- if he could come back here and be totally different, I'll, you know, it could, it just depends. They'd been here for too long. They weren't scoring. The fan base gets to it gets it mounts, and then everything is just shot. And then you go somewhere where nobody knows you, and everybody's like, "We're very happy you're here because the guy we traded away because everybody likes the backup quarterback or you traded for. You're our savior, Declan. Thank you. Thank you you're once. our savior." Same thing. It's and it. I I wish Charlie nothing but the best. I hope I hope he has. 15 goals and they go to the playoffs and they make well I don't hope they make the Stanley Cup final because I hate the Bruins so much but I hope it would be kind of fun to see them beat Toronto though just to see Toronto like lose their minds and I I look at the West too oh god and it's so this is like in the NBA when the Eastern Conference for like the last few years has just been so dog bleep that the eighth seed was like 10 games under 500 and it was just basically a four or five game Automatic win for the for the one. So seed. now that's, today's basketball. That's what's like going to happen um, mm-hmm. with the and I know crazy things happen in the NHL playoffs. There's nothing like the Stanley Cup playoffs. The Kings they beat the Vancouver Canucks in 2012. Whoever has that eighth seed against it's probably going to be Winnipeg or Nashville. Whoever wins the Central, that's going to be a five game series. Well, it, it, there's always a chance. If you make it, you always have a chance. This is this is 100 percent true. They ain't beaten Winnipeg. No, they ain't beaten Nashville. They're probably they can't beat Anaheim. Ryan Kessler had his first goal in twenty three games. No, first point in twenty three games last night. They lost to them. They lost to Philly, who until recently was complete garbage. If they lose tomorrow, what was the game like? They're playing all bottom feeders, like literal bottom feeders. They right lost now. to Anaheim twice, who has five wins since like December first, and two of which were are shutouts against the Wild at the X. Corey Schneider picked up a win against them, who hadn't won a game in like seven years or something since the Olympics. Right. Yeah. So probably. this Wild team is it, it's going nowhere. It's sputtering. It's been middling mm-hmm. for a while mm-hmm. now. After that hot start they got off to, where they won like twelve of their first fifteen or whatever it was, they have been. Just spiraling out of control. It's just bleep little pop up pop ups on the way of just to load you in a little bit to buy back in, and, and well, then they go right three back. Three in a down. row, come back. Come yeah, back. exactly. So I'm, I'm, I, you have to break up the core eventually. And at the best, at best, this team got to the second round. 
best. That was the best. That was that, the ceiling. That was the ceiling. And it's oak that and they tried. They got a couple times. They've been in the playoffs for six consecutive years. And it's not like San Jose Sharks where it's just like, why isn't this working? It's this team just isn't that good. So it, it you Tell have to break you really up. Feel you have one. to break up the band eventually, and yes. and that's what happened. Char- Nino Nino Ryder was the first one gone. Now Charlie Coyle wouldn't be surprised if there's something else by the 25th deadline. Um, it's it, it's the nature of the of where they are where they are at right now. I'm gonna be so mad if they trade Jason Zucker. I'm gonna be mad because that's too much. Mm-hmm. It's too much. If they trade Stahl, yes. Is there anybody else that you could see them potentially moving? Other than like you know, I th- like I think Eric Fair just gets moved just because I you, like you can him. take fourth liners and th- and that's always a commodity. You want well, you want as many bodies as you want yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah. So he might not play every night in the postseason, but he's available to play. And I you, think and you he think has Spurgeon a is g- safe. I think Spurgeon is safe. Yeah, thank God. I would say the, like my untouchables if I was running the Wild, which I always give great opinions on. Um, <laughs> My untouchables are Matt Dumba, Luke Hunt, and Jordan Greenway. Nobody's going to trade for Matt Dumba. Right those now. are those are my three untouchables. Um, now you're, you're same, saying Cunnan's an uh, untouchable for me. He is. He is. Okay. I don't know if that's universal, and I okay. know if if some other fans okay. believe he is that you would listen to either trades for him or Greenway. I I mean, go for it, but I don't I don't I don't see that happening. Yeah, I, I they're you're right. They're both those are your young guys, and we and we've been saying it for weeks. Get these kids a letter. Because they both were Greenway and Cunning have shown a lot, at least to me these Cunning last couple especially. weeks. Especially, I mean, the guy just listening to him talk is is so such impressive for a 21, 22 year old kid. Well, and was it earlier this season that he got into a fight and he had like the bloody nose and somebody got that picture of him like basically tongue out like crazy person yeah. like eh, like any it just looks like a psychopath but it just badass hockey guy. He's gonna him and Greenway are gonna be your big guys going. Uh, forward. Huh. <laughs> I'm proud of myself for there that one. Um, in addition to the year, obviously your Zach Parisi is your Miko Koivu's at least through this, not, not this season, not next season. And, and that's if he comes back. Um, but yeah, I think those are, but the only other person that they could really get a lot back for is Spurgeon. I think that a lot of people, at least sure. that I've seen on social media are very torn about this because he, he is the best wild defenseman in franchise history, in my opinion. I, th- I think that's a very fair assessment. And that includes over Ryan Suter. Yeah, that, I, I, that's what I, I think I that's fair. And so when you have somebody like that, and especially for a guy who's so, very well respected, came up through, you know, was not very highly regarded, has worked his butt off, has gotten to the top, is pro- probably one of the most underrated defensemen in the NHL, especially for how much he produces. Like, he, he produces, and he's small and can skate, and he has a long career uh, in front of him still. And when you have a player like that, you could he could get a first rounder. He could get like a a second uh, line center and a first rounder. He could. What also someone just brought this up, and I totally I was reading about this this afternoon too coming in. Donato and Jordan Greenway are buddies. They go back. They, well, they were, were on the Olympic team. They were on the Olympic team together. They mm-hmm. stayed together. Um, these two have a little bit of a continuity, and and I think one of the old cliches is you know. If you have you have continuity and you have players buying in on a hockey team, it's one of the most unstoppable things to stop, right? And I wonder if Donato and Greenway go on the same line. You know, that's also something mm. that that could be curious. Yeah, I think Greenway's been playing his best hockey in the second half of the year. 
Um, Who's he online with last night? I, uh, I never know that what lines game are. I have blocked out of my memory for obvious reasons. I, I, I just I just got or it. or I was watching the Bachelor. Yeah, let that's let's be serious. And WWE here. Monday Night Raw. Let's be serious. And and WWE. I was just trying to I was just trying oh to defend God. my credibility. What's of, worse of host of Twitter. co-hosting this wild podcast? Twitter poll. What's worse Did, that Declan skipped the wild game to watch the Bachelor or WWE yeah, Raw? Yeah. Your thoughts, America? Yeah, Send it. There goes my. Every, that's just probably X right there. Oh my. Um, follow dex tweets yeah i, I completely um I it. yeah i just i forgot what were we talking we were, we doing, were talking about greenway that's right greenway i think they, they've been throwing him out there you know who else has played really well i think lately especially how bad everybody's an eck erickson eck i've actually been really impressed with him ever since his demotion he has played because at the beginning of the year and, and awful uh, and russo reported too he was being shot like fenton was trying to at least listening to offers Awful. Yeah, and and that's all we are always to the dawn of time going to compare him to Brock Besser since he went right after him. Oh God! And that's, I don't even want to bring it up. I, that's that's the gut punch. I that think that's the worst Wild fans one. have to deal with. Is it, and Eck, look, it, it might be too early to give up on him, but right now it's it's not even close. That if you would redo the draft. You well, take Rock. There's a lot of different the... players that would be on Correct. this roster if they Correct. could redo drafts at this franchise. But he's actually played real. He's hitting people. He seems like he's skating with a little more recklessness, which my big knock on him, at least uh, thus far in his career, has been that I feel if he gets near the boards or any other human being on the ice that he instantly falls over. Um, he's not doing that as frequently, and he, he's scoring – I see more confidence out of him. I think it's he. They've been rotating with him between Greenway and Cunning. They have like they'll go with like a young guy's line, and then they'll throw one of those guys up with like Zach and what was Charlie or whoever or Granlin. Like Granlin's also one of the wild wild cards. <laughs> I'm on fun fire intended. with puns right now uh, because he's been playing so poorly, and they're trying to figure out where to set him and get him going again. Um, but I think that he's playing really well. But I think Greenway. You can. He needs to be in front of the net on the power play oh, yeah. first of all. But he's a. It, he's only going to get better, and he strikes me as a guy that just needs that continued confidence. You put him on first line. You put him with your best players because I think Cunnan's one of those guys where you put him on the low. He's like a Zach Parisi where you use him to help bring make guys better. Yeah. Instead of going along for, he's a driver, not a passenger of a line. If that makes sense. And I don't think this is like a hot take to say that Erickson X career, how it has started is similar to what happened to Miko when he came up and he was very overmatched. And also I think his X style of play is mm. I think defensive first. Like he's, I don't think he's going to be a 60, which point isn't center. a bad thing. You need look at, I mean, just look how bad, look at how bad the wild are without Koivu. I mean, it's, look it's, up, it's night oh. and day. And I, and, and, and Koivu is not the same player. He was even like two or three years ago, but you can tell that there is a, difference in how the wild play when he's out of the lineup and it, it, it's you're very ha- very noticeable correct. and Eck, it is probably too early to just dump away with it and get out of it and i can understand a fan's frustration to just clear it out but you do have to ride this out he's still 22 years old yep. you have to give him a little bit more of a shot and if his play is keep, continues to trend in the right direction which it has for about the last like three four weeks that's it's good a, for the it's wild. a slow but steady Incline, yes, it's getting there. Yeah, I, I also think that he's also, um, he gets a lot of crap because of where the league is right now because you just brought up the, the bunch of crap that Koivu got back in the day. And I'm like, I kind of remember it because it wasn't such a long time ago, but yeah, we I were think. Like- 
10. We were like 10. I totally remember this every second of every day, just like the All Star game when it was here in what? Oh, oh, three, oh, three. Okay. Um, he is going to get better and but the league right now values speed and goal scoring and this ability to just kind of be slippery I guess for lack of a better term you cannot describe him as a guy that's like shifty or anything and back in the day when Koivu was coming up it was a much more defensive oriented league and so maybe that's where I'm not I'm not remembering as much other than the fact that we were like 10 but that the league was a very different league than it is right now, and that's that's the same argument I've met I've made to uh, make my case to keep a Jason Zucker on this squad or to go with more of a speed oriented approach towards this franchise because if you just have speed, you're going to be able to take players in and out and trade and move them around. Then you're not worried about as if you have speed, you're not worried about matching up lines being like, well, this is my slow line, like this is my hitting line. We need to match up with this. Like if you just make people fat, like just get fast. People. All right. So oh. you, you may have just answered my question, but I'm why? So and and I, I think I'm in the same boat as you. Why wouldn't you trade Jason Sucker? Why wouldn't you trade him? Because because like I said, because of the speed, because it is at such a premium in the NHL. If you just if you said name three players that are up and coming in the NHL or and by up and coming I mean like the next generation, you go Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews, and then the third is either like David Pastranic or Besser or Pet- Pedersen or there's a bunch of it or even Line. Those guys minus Line. Line is a giant. Yeah. He's a, he's an absolute freak of a human being. He's unbelievably good. But all those guys are undersized players who built their game on their skating ability and their speed and skating ability and speed are two different things as well because there's just straight up speed of being able to get going quickly and then there's also that kind of it's it's hard to tell when you're not if, if you didn't if you're not super well versed in hockey but you can tell how especially how they transition and how they go through stops and starts and how quickly he, Jason Zucker can get from stopping going into the offensive zone and then going back on the back check now he has the ability. Does he always have the motivation? Right, yeah. right. Not that we have seen thus far. He can, when he's playing really well, his entire game shows. When he's scoring goals, his entire game shows. Is Liam? No, we have things? a great comment, and it, yes. he's harping on your Zucker. Zucker is like Papa John's pizza. It's only good when you can't find another. First option. of all, who is this? I don't know, D- David. David Dback. Thank you for listening. David Dback. First of all, on our Papa Periscope. John's. Is a great pizza Free chain. advertising here. Can, yeah. Papa John's is actually my chosen pizza chain. So f- that, that is an actually an excellent compliment in my book. So thank you, whatever your name is, D-back man. So thanks to him. But, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm in your boat, too. I don't think you can the WoW can afford to trade away any speed right now. They are a slow-moving team. And even though Zucker's been frustrating, I also, I also don't think his value is – where it no. needs to be either. He can't score in the playoffs. I don't think people are calling for him, calling for his name for a little playoff boost. Uh, I don't think that is why people would be calling him. If anything, he I would put him in that Grandland time of like, if you trade him, it's at the draft. And that's once once yep. the season kind of resets and everyone goes and plays some golf and it gets a little vacation then before the NHL Lucky. draft. Yeah, it sounds pretty great right I now with a foot of snow. Um, that's when you probably entertain shopping Jason Zucker. I still, I don't think they trade him. I'm with you. I, I don't think... You, I think you are someone that you think like you should really build around him. I think he's a great complementary piece. I don't think you can build around him. Does that yeah. make sense? I don't think you can. You're do the saying he's point. a. You're saying he's a secondary color, not yes, a primary. Correct. He's not a red or a 
what's another blue, yellow? Blue. There you yes, go. primary colors, kindergarten. Yay. Um, the only re- the only reason why Jason Zucker, other than the fact that he isn't playing that well, is that I don't know what the official date is, but after this season, he gets a modified no trade clause. Correct. So there's yes, there's incentive well. to for, to move it. That's why there's a lot of people. If you're if you're like, why would we move Jason Zucker? He's a good dude, and even though he's not playing super well, nobody else is either. There's extra incentive for for the organization to move him just so that they have more trading partners. See, they can trade him to whoever they want right now. But after a certain point, I don't know what it is. I'm not an expert, or I am. I just I don't know. Um, after that point, modified no trade, so he can he has a say in where at least some sort of a say in where he can go. So I, I maybe I'm maybe you're right. Maybe I put a little bit too much stock in him as a potential leader. But I'm also someone that says until you exhaust every option and give everybody every chance, sure. you can't automatically write him off as not being a good leader when he hasn't really been given a chance to actually lead. Absolutely. So I just say if he's still next year playing like crap, then I'd start shopping him. But I don't. I'm not. I don't think he hit his ceiling even last year. Thanks everybody hanging out with us. We'll go for like another 15, 20, 15 minutes here. On, uh, on Score North Live, on Periscope, on Twitter, breaking down the Charlie Coyle trade, uh, who has been reportedly shipped off to the Boston Bruins. Trade's not Allegedly. official. Bruins are playing right now, so that also has to do with the Wild are 10,000 feet somewhere in the air, hopefully getting to somewhere safe. Uh, if you're just joining us, Charlie Coyle was traded, reportedly traded this afternoon for Ryan Donato and a fifth-round pick. I, I mean, I, I guess that's Pick is a pick, blah. my dude. Hey, fifth-round pick was where Kaprizov was picked, so I'm t- take, take your lottery well, chances there. Well, there's a there. reason. Yeah. He's not here. That's why he was, taking right. a, he's, he was taking the fifth round, because they didn't think he would be here. And uh, what do you know? But Ryan Donato, 34 games the Bruins this year, 9 points, 6 goals, 3 assists. He had a really nice showing last year at the Bruins right after the Olympics and, and played in some playoff games and had some, had some neat little moments. Um, I guess, yeah, what, what we have broken down before and what I have seen about the guy, for those that are probably wondering what kind of player he is, he has a heck of a shot. He was very, very skilled at, at Harvard and in the college hockey ranks. And, I and think he got, looks to shoot. And he looks to shoot and wants to shoot, playing with a bit of a chip on his shoulder. He was quoted just uh, a story today somewhere. I forget which I, one it I is. Have, Lindsay has printed off every article imaginable <laughs> under the notes of Ryan Donato. I just on Google. Google searched like Donato Wild, and then I just pressed print. And you can tell he's a confident player, but just the way oh, yeah. just reading. I would like to meet him in person and, and read between the lines a little more. But just on the quotes, would, it sounds I would like, like to like, meet him and yeah, shake it. Hello, right. hello. <laughs> and uh, but I, I I've been impressed with at least the metrics on him so far, and I think he'll get a chance to succeed right away with the WoW because he also was with the AHL club for the last month, so he has been playing in the NHL for the last month. But I think once he gets a chance to play with the Wild, hopefully something can mm-hmm. be shown. Yeah, and he, he talked to the Boston Globe uh, just a couple days ago, two days ago actually, um, and they were asking him just on how he felt about playing in the AHL at this point and how, how his career was uh, going thus far. And he said, I want to be there, and I believe that I deserve to be there, but that's not my call. And then he went on to say, uh, and I'm going to do everything in my power to do everything to get better as a player here so when I do get my chance again, they have no choice but to keep me up. And that is a hockey player's quote right there, my friends, because and a lot, this is semantics. This is small stuff. But he goes... I'm going to, they, or here, hold on. Let me, I'm good at reading. You got it. I'm going to do everything in my power to do, to get better as a player. So when I do get my chance again, when I do get my chance, so he's not, he he has, he's a little bit like jabby, but he's not like, he's not saying like, I should have a chance right here, right now, but that they have no choice but to keep me up. So he's saying he, he just wants to work to the point that he gets a shot to get on the ice and that he, it's his intention 
And what he is working towards is to play so well for the Bruins. So that's that's very that's a very different thing right now than it says for the Wild that that they would keep him up there. So I like players that obviously want to make it to the show, but I I like players that understand what it takes to stay and yeah. what it ta- and that you don't just show up. And I don't know what it takes to play in the NHL, obviously. Same, but, same girl, same. Um, just based on my limited experience in the career, there's a big difference in saying, like, I want to win and I'm doing – and I'm going to do what's necessary to make sure that we win. And that's not just showing up for practice or showing up, you know, to watch film with everybody else. That's like going to the rink two and a half hours early, doing your weird goalie things or doing your weird stick handling things. Or staying after, or staying extra time on the ice, working on certain skills, or asking a goalie to stay after to just work on, I don't know, a shootout move or whatever else. It's the little things like that. And, and he's going to have an environment that here in Minnesota, where I, I've never been to a Minnesota Wild practice, as a, at least in a media capacity. I don't know what people's practice tend- tendencies are. Some guys are very much like, even if they play it, huge minutes every night. They're just those guys that are always on the, the rink rats. Um, I don't know how much of a culture there is of that around here, but if there isn't, thank God we have a guy coming in who understands that. And if there is, this should only solidify it more. And if, if he's going to be part of the future too, I'd rather see him get big time minutes or yeah, significant minutes mm-hmm. instead of just having, you know, AHL and no defense Kyle Rao, but but Cal O'Reilly and Kyle Rouse, they're good players, fringe players to mm-hmm. begin with and end with. I'd rather see someone who deserves a shot and can actually give you hope for what's what's to come in the next year. And I and I think Donato brings that. And it'll be curious to see where he fits in, what line he does. And I'm sure he'll be you know kind of eased along, if you will, for the first couple games. But I wouldn't be surprised if if that's if he if he's eventually just kind of thrown into the ringer and, and can play for 15 16 minutes a night. Well, and if I'm Bruce too, like just based off how the team's been playing lately, I say just throw a bunch of players on the ice and see what happens. At least in terms of forwards because there hasn't been a lot of consistency. He has had to do a lot of tinkering with the lines in game because he's having trouble getting guys going or one guy will have a bad shift and then you'll just you can see it when they get scored on the wild like if they if they're if a certain players on the ice and they get scored on if it's good goal it's a bad goal you can see their just vault, basically like their happy level just zooms go way down because it has been frustrating so yeah, i coach hockey obviously not at the nhl capacity but when i when things aren't going well which is usually quite often with me i'm i'm not a great coach we do lose a lot of games um I just sometimes I'm like, go out there and just see what happens. Go, yeah. play. go play. Because there's, you get to a point of diminishing returns of saying like, well, if you just forward check here, you got to gotta look for this option at this point. Like enough X's and O's. They're awful right now. Nothing is working. So why don't we just have everybody switch hands? If you're right-handed, let's play left. Like let's just see what happens. Let's shake things up. I think that if I were Bruce, i throw him Ryan and Otto, and I'm, I'm going to – I feed his whatever this is on the, on the article. I say – First liner, then let's go. See. go. Let's go because it, because Bruce is that guy who's like not just not just tell show. Yeah, absolutely. Go, go do it then because if there's anybody that's gonna be ready to go and ready to skate and kick some ass around, I I bet you it's Ryan Donato. Good point. I guess we'll uh, we'll close with the topic of so this has always been a, a common theme, especially lately. Is Bruce Boudreau trending to being safe, or is he in mm. season? I guess better question: Would they fire him in season? Percent chance they fire him in season. 50 above or below 50%? I say 
They're on a snide right now, and that's what worries this me. This is the thing. Because then, then, you, then you are forced to make a change, and yes. I don't want that to happen. Say, well, hold on. Let me take a look at the wild schedule right now, because through the, tra- the trade deadline is Monday. I think they have three games um, leading up until the trade deadline. I think I'm correct. That's cool. My computer just won't work. We'll just go off the, off the top of the head then. I think if they, if they lose against the Rangers and then they have, they have another bad team and then they have Chicago and stuff, they play, they've played a lot of non-interdivision teams, but I think they have, they have the Blues. They have they Rangers, have the blues. blues. Yep. And then Flames, right? Yeah, Rangers, Wings, Blues, Jets, Flames. Okay, so you're coming up to some divisional games. And some playoff teams, too. Right. If you lose against the Rangers and the Red Wings... Back-to-back. Back-to-back, coming off those losses, and say you don't score anything, and it's the same thing, I think you, just as an organization, I like Bruce. I think that he is a coach that would be good to... See if you can build around. See if you can. He's never done a rebuild. He's always gone into teams that have had skill or at least thought to have skill. And he was supposed to be the guy that's supposed to take them over the hump. Why don't we see if we can rebuild his legacy? And instead of being a guy who can't win game seven, how about we just be a guy who can take a young team and build something that's at like, a, like a Chicago Blackhawks type of thing? I think that he is an excellent candidate for that position. But there... There comes a point in which you have to you have to cut you have to cut him, and I think if you lose those if you lose to the Rangers and then who's Red the Wings. Other, and the Red Wings both of which are lottery pick teams like Anaheim like Philly just was New a lot of, like New Jersey all these <laughs> like I said they're playing literally bottom feeders they're yeah. playing like the worst teams if they lose like considerably or decisively where it's a four nothing like last night's loss was it was one nothing until five so it's it's kind of like a two nothing but if it's like a bad game like the like the New Jersey game where you nobody it looked like nobody wanted to be there I think you got to fire him yeah and then listen to our podcast from earlier in the week we'll just do that for my actual conspiracy theory regarding that but I think if he they lose these next couple games uh I think that you have to take a hard look at uh letting him go yeah I I have a tough time parting ways with them I like you said if you if you when you break it down and if you have absolutely piss poor efforts Mm -hmm. against Red Wings and the Rangers Mm -hmm. I I can understand where now you have lost seven in a row and and, right and it's 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 key on the effort and I can understand where – and those those things – those decisions happen in hockey probably more than any other sport, mm-hmm. and that would be too bad. I would feel bad for Bruce Boudreau. Uh, but if I was running the ship, I would allow him to finish, finish the, year. the year and mm-hmm. also still come into the yeah. season next year as their head coach. I think he deserves that. Yeah, I think if they if they come through the trade deadline and they're still okay, I think that he's – there's really no reason because if they're still in the playoff hunt at that point, which they probably will be because the conference is weird – um, but yeah, unless unless it catastrophically something goes really bad in the next five days or so, if he can make it through that, I think he's here for the rest of the year. But yeah, same. That's just us. Uh, closing thoughts? Anything? I, I like I, your Michael Scott shirt. Thank you. Yeah. we're not just super Stish. stitious. We are a little we're, stitious. We're, we're, we're a little. Stitious. Uh, that that is kind of our mantra. Not only, and that's not just because I love the office, but that. That's my life to a T, so I, I respect it. I respect the heck out of it. Uh, thank you for everyone hanging out with us. We appreciate it. It's 9 p.m. and it's snowing like crazy, so you exactly. could have been shoveling, but thanks for hanging with us instead. This has been an emergency episode of Judd's Hockey Show with Lindsey Brown. I'm Declan Goff, the ghost of Judd Zolgad, lingering. Thank you. Subscribe to us on iTunes, on Score North Hockey, or on the Mackie and Judd feed, wherever you find your podcast. We are there. Thanks for hanging out. Bye! If you own a small to medium-sized business that kept employees on payroll through COVID, you may have a big cash refund waiting for you. 
The employee retention credit is a tax credit of up to $26,000 per employee. And now, more businesses than ever qualify. The experts at RefundsPro.com specialize in cutting through the red tape of qualifying for this government program. Most of their refunds are over $100,000. Even businesses that have received PPP funds may be eligible. And there are absolutely no fees unless you receive a refund. So there's no reason not to apply. If your business experienced shutdowns, limited capacity, supply chain challenges, or reduced revenue due to COVID, you likely qualify. RefundsPro.com has already helped hundreds of businesses. So don't lose the refund you're owed by missing the deadline. Get started today with a free 5-minute questionnaire at RefundsPro.com. That's Refunds with an S, Pro.com. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for 2, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup, so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy 5 or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. 